Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Celebrating Frankentober. Frankentober! With 2014's <laughs> I, Frankenstein. Oh my god! Oh god, I have so many mixed feelings about these Frankenstein movies. And I would love to hear about them. But first! Oh, we're not sober enough for this. <laughs> what do you got to drink, babe? Well, in honor of October, we have some Oktoberfest. Uh, I believe it's called Frankentober, so perhaps it's Frankentoberfest? This is not a Frankenbeer. This is oh. just a straight-up Oktoberfest. <laughs> Sorry, babe. To get that, get some Frankenbeer, we'd have to go down to White Labs. And what kind Sunday of trip. What uh, brewery made this Oktoberfest? This Oktoberfest is from Sam Adams Brewery, <laughs> the Boston Beer Company. Hardy Bold Mertzen. Yeah. Hmm. Sam Adams, you say? Adams. Interesting. Samuel Adams. That may come into the movie later. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But first. <laughs> Can I pop my top, honey? Absolutely. All right. Oh, my top. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. shit. I'm Here. not opening this properly, guys. Sorry. All I right. Re- I remember my first beer. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and the poor. The yeah. poor. 
I'm about to cram a bottle up my husband's unknown uh, <laughs> places, but you know. <laughs> Why? I, I was trying to sound like Brad from Home Video uh-huh. Hustle with uh, the yeah. pool. Okay, so this is a uh, beautiful, like, dark auburn color beer. It's crystal clear, as a Meritson should be, because it's, mm-hmm. it's lagered. It's got a beautiful off-white creamy head, lots of tiny bubbles, good malty aroma right off the top, mm-hmm. almost a little bit of uh, fruity esters from the yeast, but not too much. Steve's got in for the sip. Yeah, very malt forward. Uh, it's got a nice little noble hop characteristic, giving it a nice little uh, herbly note. Uh, but yeah, it definitely has a little like fruitiness at the at the beginning too. That's, for, that's from the yeast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very very nice, well rounded beer. And of course, uh, being a hearty and smooth Merzen, among my favorite beers on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kudos to Samuel Adams Brewing for their Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Yeah, if you're not into Meritsons, you need to reevaluate your life. That's right. They're great. That's, this is an all-day drinking beer. This is designed so you can sit <laughs> and play polka and just drink away. I believe Meritson is German for marathon. Yeah. <laughs> no, <wait. laughs> Yeah. Ruben, hit us up. Let us know. No, <laughs> I think I think it Patreon means March. I believe it means March beer, basically, or like some, Har- s- something born in March. Uh, Meritson. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you know what else was born in March? Probably not this movie, but I oh, Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> so this is based on a comic book. I found out after I watched the movie. If you go in knowing that ahead of time, I feel like you'd have different feelings than I had during it. I bet this is a super, super red comic book. Absolutely. It, it seems that way. Like, like it seems like one of those things, like, how do we make Fr- uh, Frankenstein's monster a superhero? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, from writer-director Stuart Beatty. Who's he, Steve? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he basically directed Tomorrow When the World Began and this. And that's basically it. However, he wrote, wait for it, hmm? Pirates of the Caribbean. What? Collateral. 30 Days of Night, which is a lot like this movie, also okay, based on a graphic novel. I have not seen novel. that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Australia. Oh. G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. What? And uh, apparently uh, the spec scripts for like Halo and Gears of War coming up in the next couple of years. Like he's had, a, mm. he's been involved in the rewrites and stuff of that. If Halo's as good as Battleship. Or G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. <laughs> that had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Did it? A lot, lot of... Under all that makeup? He was technically in it. <laughs> oh, and I, so I, therefore I, it is a good movie. I, I guess without the makeup he was in there for like a minute. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. So technically that's a good movie because any movie with Joseph Gordon-Love it's a good movie. <laughs> Steve, shh. Tune into episode, I don't know, 35 or something like that where we <laughs> dive into G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Uh, but this movie also stars uh, Aaron Eckhart mm-hmm. as... Adam. A.K.A. The Monster. Uh, Ivan Strahovski as Tara. Uh, Bill Nye as Napirius. Napirius. Uh, also Mr. Wessex, which is an odd name. Yeah. Um, and of course, the pinnacle of any great movie, Jai Courtney is in this movie as Gideon. I'm going to go ahead and say his least annoying role. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't talk much. That's usually yeah. a good thing. The parts he's in are a little bit irritating. Like, honestly, this didn't need that character. Yeah, well, you need a head of the guard for... We'll get to it, because you may be thinking, Oh, Frankenstein's monster. He's probably just, you know, fighting criminals and blah, blah, blah. Nope! He's fighting (laughs) fucking demons. And he is joined by an army of gargoyles. But we'll explain all that. As in my wife's maniacal laugh. It sounds like a stupid fucking movie, right? For <laughs> the monster of Frankenstein joins forces with gargoyles to defeat demons. <laughs> Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie starts out to aurorous laughter. No. Um, I'm I, so glad I didn't know this when we went into this movie. I right. legit, I looked nothing up. I was just like, Aaron Eckhart in a Frankenstein movie looks a little modern. I'm sold. That's all I needed. Yeah, yeah. You're you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But we start off, uh, there's a little, there's music playing that sounds a lot like uh, Desert Rose by Sting. It's the, it does. I'm alive. Oh yeah, we, we skip, we get, we get a beautiful just like montage of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and then yes. like jump right into the monster burying Frankenstein. By the way, trekking his corpse like 6,000 miles? Yes, across the, uh, across the Alps back in apparently mm-hmm. 1795. Yeah. Um, and beneath Aurora Borealis at this, this time, time of year, year in this, this part of the world, <laughs> completely contained within the Swiss Alps. Yes. May I see it? No. Aww. Is he? You steam a good ham. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> so yeah, so we get Mary Shelley's backstory. Um, <laughs> Mary Shelley wrote a hell of a backstory. And then the monster uh, buries Frankenstein, uh, apparently in the Frankenstein family plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is immediately assaulted by what I assume were vampires. I thought they were vampires. <laughs> And I was going to be in. I'm right. like, Frankenstein's Monster versus Vampires. This is what I wanted out of the Tom Cruise the Mummy. I wanted, I've said this before, what I wanted Tom Cruise the Mummy to be and what it should have been, just been, keep the cool chick as the mummy, whose name I can't remember, have Tom Cruise get bitten by a werewolf, and then you've got the Wolfman versus the Mummy. Right. That would have been a fucking movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise trying to control his powers, and he's the only one who can stop the Mummy from destroying, like, modern day Europe or something. That's a fucking movie. Yep. However, we had another movie. <laughs> we had Tom Cruise running from sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna get in my eyes. <laughs> now we have Aaron Eckhart versus vampire monsters. Yeah. Uh, but we soon we soon find out. Well, okay, so he's fighting off the vampires, mm-hmm. and he um, kills one. He kills one, and then he's helped out by gargoyles. By the way, the gargoyles come flying fucking in, and I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was still. I saw vampires in my head, not demons. And so I'm like, ooh, the bat type. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and we're now gargoyles. What the fuck? Um, and then we find out they're not vampires, but they're demons. They're demons. Uh, and they're fighting each other, and whenever they're, like, hit or cut in half or whatever, they explode into fireballs fire and stuff. And go back to hell, where apparently they can't escape from, except for, isn't the whole thing about demons on Earth is that they've escaped hell, so... <laughs> well, yeah... <laughs> Oh, but well, I think I sent him to Detroit. <laughs> I do have to grant this movie. I do like the transition between when they transition from being a gargoyle to being a human. Yeah. Like their wings turn into like long cloaks, and they did a good job with that transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, their little that's, flippy dip when they land. With all the CGI that's going to be popping up in this movie, that is one part that was kind of like oh, okay. I'll that was well handled. You know, for the technology they have like available on their budget. I appreciated that. Like, oh. they don't spend a lot of time on it. Oh, we'll talk about their budget. <laughs> um, they spent it on Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> so, so in the tussle between demons and gargoyles and mm-hmm. a living corpse man, yeah. uh, the living corpse man gets smacked around a bit and gets knocked out. Yep. Um, but someone checks him and says, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yes. So the uh, the two gargoyles now looking like people are like, I've never seen a human that c- has that like can even fight off a demon much less he killed one like what the hell and uh one of them goes and checks out the grave he was playing around with and is like uh i found this book with this dead guy i think that guy might actually also be undead and then they like check him and they're like oh this guy doesn't have a soul this guy doesn't have a soul we better take him to the queen (laughs) (laughs) so so we're introduced to leonore high queen of the gargoyle order Insert laughter here. <laughs> Put in place by the Archangel Michael. By the way, as soon as they were like gargoyle, or- gargoyle order, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be angels." Yeah, it's, angels it's, are it's angels and demons. It's basically yeah. a Dan Brown book, but yeah. into a graphic novel or something. And then they mentioned something like, "Oh, we've heard stories of what Frankenstein has been doing with corpses and blah blah blah," but we never thought it could be true. And it's like. How have they heard these stories? They just found the book and the monster's what? A a week, a couple weeks old at this point? Well, you gotta remember, there was like, if we're going by Mary Shelley's thing, there's the whole like riot in the town where like, you know, they cast Frankenstein out for his monster and his abomination, his experiments. So I'm sure like, if you're out hunting demons, you probably send somebody to go check it out just to make sure it's not some human fucking around with demons. 
right? Like, they did They did a police drive-by. They were like, nothing to see here. And then they're like, oh, shit, turns out it was a crackdown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's actually some evidence here. Son of a bitch. Oh, shit, he had a whole meth lab, it turns out. <laughs> well, the important thing is he's in the Alps now. I don't know. No, he's buried. Aurora Borealis! <laughs> you already did that joke. <laughs> I know. I can't get enough of it. Uh, but they basically decide to name him Adam for some reason. I'm like, oh, like he's the first one. He's the first one of his kind. Living corpse man? Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. A human brought back into this world with no soul. Yeah. And it was at this time I've written down, where's Goliath if we're talking about gargoyles here? And you brought up a very important point. They're still in Scotland. The castle hasn't been moved yet. Yep. By the way, where is this Notre Dame-esque church? Is it Notre Dame? I, I think so. I, I, I think they're supposed to be in Paris. But I don't think it's ever, Everybody has like, English accents. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, we're about to fast forward into the future, modern day, and it just seems like New York. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, while at the uh, headquarters of the Gargoyle Order, mm-hmm. they're basically like, hey, we've never seen a human be able to take out one of these things. How'd you like to join us and uh, get some cool weaponry to beat the shit out of demons whenever you see them? Because we're outnumbered and we could really yeah. use the help. And he's like, whatever, I don't want to be a part of anything, blah, blah, blah. You'll Ooh. just hurt me like everyone else has. Yeah. These sticks look pretty cool, though. I'll take these. <laughs> I'm like, oh, those are too heavy and cumbersome, and they're sticks for fuck's sake. Uh, but he's like, nah, I'll, I'll, I can whip them around and beat the shit out of people with them. That'd be cool. Yeah, he takes um, the angel sticks to go yeah. beat the hell out of people. <laughs> yes, and they fit nicely into his duster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get Adam Demon Hunter evolution uh, in a nice little like a minute montage of him basically saying and now we're in present day paris 200 yeah. years later and i'm beating People the shit out of demons turns out i'm really good at killing demons just like the gargoyle said so i beat the shit out of demons yeah so we're in modern day paris and he's following one demon down a down an alleyway <laughs> like the cops kind of come in and they're like hey what are you doing here you you look ugly homeless guy blah, blah, blah. what are you what are you chasing that guy for um, and then, like, the cop gets killed, and the demon's running off the rooftops, and yeah. Frankenstein's a little slow getting behind him, which is really weird, because the demon's, like, stopping and, like, waiting for him to follow him. Right? <laughs> Turns out demon's crazy fucking fast. Yeah, uh, but then, like, he gets to the rooftop, and then is snatched by a gargoyle and taken <laughs> back to the, the headquarters 200 years later. It's around this time. So, Adam, you've just been running around town, not really doing anything. I've taken out, like, 17 demons. Yeah, that's our job. But, um, so we just really need you to, like, chill. <laughs> right. Also, we heard rumors the demons kind of want you for something, so we think we should just lock you up here. Yeah. Yeah, the unnecessary drama with the gargoyle order, when it's like, oh, you're killing demons, we we can't have that. Oh, a, a human died, though, like, yeah, but I didn't do it. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I'm gonna humans, go ahead... Humans die every day, B. Right? You're tough, right? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say I think this is supposed to be one of the things about, like, the hypocrisy of the church kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they represent the church. Well, and there has to be some kind of drama. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, I don't know, too much fun and awesome. It's, it turns into a John Wick movie, which, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Frank Frank Wick? Fra- Frankenstein Wick? Frank Steinwick? Frank Steinwick. He also plays the piano. <laughs> it can't be just John Frankenstein? No, that's dumb. Why would you even say that? Why would you name your monster John? Why would you name, of all the names you could give it, why would you name it John? <laughs> so, I don't know. They didn't do Maddo. Uh, say, well, well, they're they're demons, or, or they're. So I'm sorry, they're not demons. They're gargoyles. They uh, they they lost all the cool names like Goliath and Hudson and Bronx. Yeah, they've been and, using them, and I'm trying to remember the. Uh, the pair that seemed to be uh, Frankenstein's buddies. Ophelia or... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Orpheus or Orpheo or some shit. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ophir and Keziah. Kez- yeah, yeah. Ophir and Keziah. Ophir and Keziah. You know, very yeah. popular names. Yeah. Ophir, Keziah, Lenore, well. Gideon. It's also around this time we're introduced to Blonde Lady Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, played by Ivan Strahovski. Yeah. And she's uh, she's at a lab uh, performing Ratty Muffin Resurrection. She is! She's going to make a Gordon! 
look to our Vi- Victor Frankenstein episode. Yeah, they basically got like this like like Tesla coil thing kind of yeah. going on. It's like turn up to five hundred joules, and they... it will never survive that. It's already dead. <laughs> yeah, right. But they're able to jumpstart it for a little bit, but then and it then, like wiggles and squirms, <laughs> and then it says, "Kill me!" And like, "Oh my God, it speaks English now too." Ah. Yeah, <laughs> not quite, but. But the, the man funding all of this research that her and her, uh, the other doctor are doing is Bill Nighy, a.k.a. Mr. Wessex. Yeah. By the way, he's the romantic lead? <laughs> uh, he's the Ed Harris in this. We know he's yeah, the bad yeah, guy. Well, yeah, obviously. The he's moment the he steps on screen. Well, because it's him and the same actor as his right hand as the Underworld series. And it's right. like, oh yeah, I feel like I've seen this movie before. <laughs> By the way, is Bill Nighy Slarty Bartfast from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ga- Galaxy? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, he's in the movie, but I don't know the characters' names. So Let me look it up real quick. Okay. Yes, Bill Nighy is Slarty Bartfast. Excellent. Excellent. Which, so, like, I think the only movie he's not the bad guy in? Yeah, he's, he's been a couple rom-coms and stuff like that. <laughs> like, he's the... I think I love Actually. He was in that movie and he wasn't a bad guy. Sh- shut up. Really? We've had this discussion, I believe, on this year podcast. I've never seen Love Actually. And I actually don't want to. Coming next week! Ugh. <laughs> I don't do rom-coms, Steve. You say you don't do rom-coms. I actually don't do rom-coms. You know, it's really unfortunate that nobody out there is willing to put forth just a few shekels towards our patreon.com slash eilf movies and then pick a movie for us similar to like love actually or a rom-com of some sort but until that happens we get to watch i frankenstein (laughs) mr wessex wants to know from his doctors what if you had the knowledge of dr frankenstein and like a real doctor would answer they reply it was a story written for children yes but but still, if you had that information, would you be able to utilize it? If I had the information of a fictional character in a children's book? I, yes. I mean, I'd read it. I, I mean, I've, I've read Frankenstein as a child. You, you do realize you're paying me a lot of money to do this research. I'm leaving right? the room to get the book. Alrighty then. I'm going to go back to my notes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she'll continue my research then. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Oh, and... The, okay, so then we've, like, the other right-hand guy of Bill Nighy, I swear to God, must be, like, Hugo Weaving's son. Yes! He has, like, the, the giant, like, forehead, but, like, yeah. the same, like, eyebrow line and, and everything. Yeah, and, like, the widow's peak. Yeah. And, yeah. But <laughs> Hugo Weaving Jr., I don't, I don't remember his name from the movie, he basically plans an assault on the, uh, on the church that's the headquarters of the gargoyle order because mm-hmm, he knows they have the book and it's in their vaults yes yes by the way frankenstein's monster does not know about the book he, he never searched his creator's pockets yeah see it was in it was in it was in his jacket it was in when Vic, he got no, knocked the fuck out in, right no it was in victor frankenstein's jacket Ophir oh that's right checks out the grave that's right that's, that's right. where he finds the notes and finds out what the monster is so the demons are attacking the church and they basically outnumber them like a hundred to one. The, mm-hmm. the demons outnumber the gargoyles like a hundred to one. Yeah. Uh, so we get slow mo fighting with fire as fire. The, all these CGI characters are falling from the sky and flying up, oh and just every time they're hit, they either burst into a, a tower of light into the sky or a flaming fireball yeah. or frenzy. And the Frankenstein's monster is chained up, like, even in the neck, everything. Yeah. And he's just like, unchain me, I can help you. And they're like, no, you're kind of too much of a loose cannon. Yeah, but then they start losing. Uh, the gargoyles start losing. So and so they're Ophir like... and... Kaziah. Kaziah go and unlock him, because they're kind of his buddy. Yeah. But, unfortunately, after after taking out a few of them, or... What's his name? Orpheo? Ophir. Ophir. Ophir, uh... O-P-H-I-R. Gets, gets hit... And dies. Yeah, and because I've been injured gravely, and although lo- their love is banned by the uh, by the order, they can be together in heaven. No, no romping. Yeah. No romping in the castle. <laughs> <laughs> there is no sex in the gargoyle room. <laughs> but, you uh, can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the gargoyles start turning the tide a bit. 
and the demons start running off. But they have to chase. Now the gargoyles want to chase after him and finish this, leaving the church completely unprotected. No shit, it's a trap. (laughs) How are they still around? How are like? How did they survive this long? Also, here's my other question. We're in modern day. Everybody's got a camera Mm -hmm. attached to them at all times. Like, I feel like the secret war between demons and gargoyles was not so secret. Like. 1999 like when an iphone was introduced it was like oh shit demons yeah apparently when the sun goes down nobody goes outside in paris probably because they've heard rumor of this gargoyle demon war right in this world but did you know that i've never been to paris did you know that you're not allowed to go out after sunset i've been out after sunset but i didn't hang out at notre dame oh well yeah i mean i was warned of crackheads though not gargoyles and demons (laughs) yeah no that's what they call the demons there they call them just crackheads oh yeah the less teeth they have the more dangerous they are (laughs) Uh, that makes sense uh but uh a couple of the uh demons get in get into the church and kidnapped leonore the the queen of the gargoyle order and uh (laughs) once leonore is kidnapped uh there's some comments like Oh, what what do we do? She is our only link to uh, to, oh, yeah, to, to the, the angels. angels to give and, us to give us orders. And I'm like, that's a horrible management system you guys have going on mm-hmm. with this well, ho- with this war that holds everything in the balance. It's yeah, like this war for humanity. <laughs> you guys don't have a great plan. You leave you leave the home unlocked. You don't have any kind of security system whatsoever. You only have one phone, and when it gets when it when it goes missing, you're fucked. Yeah, and I, and I think honestly, there's only like, I think when they start, there's like fifteen gargoyles, and then after this battle, they're down to like seven, eight. They have more maybe? than that because we find out in the last scene there's a few more. So apparently, they called in recruitments from uh, Scotland or something. Ooh, that would have been awesome. Go uh, for but they rocks. but they get to the vault and they get Frankenstein's notebook, um, and they run off with Leonore. Yeah, and uh, Adam is basically basically talking with Gideon, and they're trying to you know oh, they're only we don't know what to do, and he's like, "What do they want? They want to exchange the notebook for uh, for, the for, for Leonore." I don't think I don't think you should do that. That sounds like a bad idea. And she's just one person. Yes, but she's our only link to the the angels. So, so we have to do it. Go do it. And so Adam basically, like, Gideon goes to do do the exchange. Oh, and this is where Adam goes like, oh, wait, there's a book about how I was created? Yeah, that's right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he's just kind of, like, quietly following along. Yeah, so then there's, there's the exchange. Yep, Gideon tosses the book at the uh, Hugo Weaving Hugo working Hugo Jr., demon. yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he basically throws Leonora over. It's like, all right, fine, she's yours, whatever, have fun with her. But then Adam, like, jumps out of the... It was like at a theater or something. He like jumps for, out of the balcony and he's like, "Ha ha! Yeah. I'm gonna get that notebook now!" And then there's massive stick fighting as Leonore and Gideon fly off. Also, the lady doctor is there for some reason, Is she, isn't she? Because uh, don't they like fall through the floor and then she's like, "Isn't?" I think it's a different scene. Okay. I think it's a little later in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, so there's stick fighting. Yes, um, and then friend of the podcast Bruce Spence comes into the yeah. movie. As Molokai, who's uh, basically the uh, the demons lab doctor, like yeah. helps repair people, and he's he's trying to figure out how to uh, basically how to reanimate corpses or yeah reanimate corpses yeah, without corpses souls without so they can souls. put demons. So he can in put them. his demon souls back into him because he's been col- instead of descending the demon spirits back to hell, he's been like capturing them so or something yeah so they can reanimate them. But yep. they can only be in a body that has no soul, because I guess you know you can't have too much of a party going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You can't, <laughs> can't have any resistance in there, otherwise the demon might get exercised or what. I I don't know. They hate exercise. They hate exercise. They're very lazy. <laughs> uh, but Bruce Spence's uh, lab is in a, a yeah. parking garage, like an underground parking garage, which is an awesome looking place, but may or may not exist um like it's just a parking garage and then like he's just kind of taken three spots and covered them with like plastic and yeah you know like like a tarp laid down and like the operating table and a couple lights and a computer and that's like it yeah and i'm like first off why the middle of the garage like it's a cool effect but why there's got to be a reason for it how does he like that's just just a lot of extension cords yeah exactly Oh yeah, and then I think after the stick fighting, that's when uh, Adam like falls down, like yeah, like 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 into the air, and he finds yeah. where they're storing all these corpses that are basically 
being kept kind of alive. They're, they're, they're basically going to be demon batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one I've written <laughs> down, oh, this is Van Helsing. Yep. <laughs> I've seen yep. this movie before. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he uh, he follows the demons into the lab, sees Lady Doctor, like, through some windows. He's kind of skulking around. Was it, like, a skylight he was looking through? Like, is he on the roof? Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it was when, when he... When he was wandering around where the batteries and stuff were, like, he went down a hallway and kind of looked down. And, yeah, he was, like, on a higher level looking down at okay. the doctors. Then kind of, like, bust through the door, or bust through the window and, like, lands there. And he's he's got he's got the notebook at this time because he took... <laughs> or, no, wait, wait. No, he didn't have... No, he's going to get the book. He's that's going right. to get the book, That's yes. right, that's right, that's right. Hugo Weaving Jr. gave the book to the scientist... Yes. And then, like, and she's been she's reading yeah. a little bit of it and telling it to her like lab assistant, and is like, "Oh my god, we just haven't been using enough power. Like, what kind of like, what could even kill a creature if it was brought to life by like this much energy?" Yeah. So Adam shows up, basically takes the book, and he's like, "What? Well, mine now?" Um, and they chat for a little bit for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, you know, all the security comes in, and Bill Nye's like, hey, we can make a lot more like you. You should be on our side. It's not that yeah, bad. come yeah, join us. The gargoyles suck anyway. We're totally going to destroy them, blah, blah, blah. And Adam says something tough, and then runs out the fucking window, yeah. crashes through the ground into a, on top of a subway car <laughs> that, that's going full <laughs> speed <laughs> through, through the metro of Paris. Right? It's crazy shit. And then uh, Lady Doctor, uh, Tara... She goes mm-hmm. home for the day because, you know, she put in her 10, 12 hours. She's ready to go home. Uh, she's followed by Hugo Weaving Jr. Yeah. But then also Adam, as she, Adam pops out of the corner behind her ah, when she's he's looking He's also at been stalking pretty, pretty Dr. Lady because he wants his notebook back. Yeah. Yeah, he wants the notebook back. Um, and she says something along the line. He's like filling her in on what's going on. And yeah. she's like, I just don't believe in angels right. and demons and gargoyles and all this mess and, you know, some shit like that. And then we get the really good fight scene between uh, Adam and Hugo Weaving Jr., where it was like yeah. obviously choreographed, and it wasn't like a whole lot of. Scene. I mean, there's some CGI, obviously, but but like it's actually like clack, 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 yeah, clack, clack. yeah. This I gotta say, I think this was one of the better choreographed scenes, only because you can tell they're doing their like those two actors are doing a lot of like the movements, like it's not super CGI like a lot of other scenes in this. And yeah. so like I don't know, it feels more real. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh Adam obviously ends up winning, but yeah, like I said, it's a pretty good little fight scene for like three or four minutes. Oh, that's right, he wins cause like Hugo even gets the upper hand and is about to stab him and then and the yeah. doctor's like, Wait, I need him for the research And he's basically like, Wait, what? Why? And then Adam just like pops him and he yeah. he, he explodes in a fireball or something. Like Oh. Okay. Nice, nice distraction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, oh, that's right. And when he explodes in the, a fireball or whatever, like Adam like pulls the notebook out just in time to save yeah. it from the fire catching it and stuff. But uh, and then we go to, I assume his apartment because it doesn't look like anyone can actually live in there. Like it's covered yeah. in black mold think, and the walls are peeling. And yeah, shit. I think he's living in an abandoned building that may or may not have had a fire. <laughs> Then he uh, takes his shirt off, and I've written down, he looks, quote-unquote, ripped. Oh, all the, yeah. All the scars and stuff, <laughs> like, sewn together. And, he's also yeah. in great shape. He's in pretty good shape. He's got a <laughs> he's got a swimmer's bod. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently swimming was a big thing in the late 18th century Austria or wherever. Hey, they hadn't invented, like, the muscle man yet, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Lady Doctor stitches them back together because, you know, he got tore up a little bit in the fight with Hugo Weaving Jr. And this is where we get the whole thing where, you know, trying to humanize him. He's like, oh, you're only a monster if you behave like one. Um, and then he goes and takes a nap. Yep. <laughs> Which is like, nap. I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll just chill here, I guess. Well, I mean, to be fair, he did get like the shit beat out of him. Yeah. He needs a nap. Yeah, but it was weird because we were actually talking earlier. It's like, oh my god, did, did, has he even slept in the two hundred years? Because right? I know that's another thing with like the the monsters. Like, does he need sleep or is right? it some sort of weird thing? But apparently, he uh, he catnaps. Does he catnaps? <laughs> She's basically reading the notebook while he's sleeping. And, you know, gets the whole backstory <laughs> about how he came to be. Blah blah blah. And then she writes, Frankenstein promised you a companion, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> I guess at this yep. point, I was thinking. 
oh, she's going to die. They're going to have uh-huh. to <laughs> put yep, Stitcher gonna, back together yeah. and reanimate her. I already know how this movie's going to end. <laughs> we'll see about that. But uh, she calls her, her other doctor friend, Carl, and is basically like, oh, we should totally meet up. And he's like, yeah, totally, let's do that. She does this to the phone while he's working at the demon headquarters. So obviously <laughs> everybody's listening to it. So the trap is set. Uh, they grab her. Adam goes to meet with the gargoyle queen and basically says, like, all right, check it out. The demons have my lady chick friend now. She has all the information and the notebook and blah, blah, all, all the information they need to reanimate these corpses. And the queen is basically like, that, that can't happen. They can't put demons <laughs> into corpses and blah, blah, blah. R- really? Because they reanimated me. Right? Wh- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Duh. I'm here. Yeah. So he's like, whatever. You guys have fun hanging out in your church. I'll eight of you or however many's left yeah. i'm gonna Jerk go each other off i'm gonna go do something about this i'm gonna go get the the chick from uh chuck or whatever <laughs> or whatever show she was on um <laughs> so he goes uh back to the apartment and i've written down moths don't make that noise because <laughs> <laughs> so he hears a noise and he turns around and there's a bunch of moths hanging out near like a light that's on which by the way congratulations to him on having power in this like burned out building right uh, but yeah, and he's just like, ah, oh, it's the moths, and he keeps walking, and yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was like the kind of sound made, like, yeah. like it was, it was like bat wings, like, <laughs> and like, oh, that's not off. What has bat wings in this show? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was something. Holy shit! There's a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> Flies through the walls and starts beating the shit out of them, and it's uh, it's Gideon because uh, the queen has made Adam expendable. Uh, like he, She's decided he's a liability. Yeah, gotta clean this shit up. So, but and and of course, Gideon's weapon of choice is like a giant angel axe, which is kind of. cool. I'm not gonna lie, when he assembles it, because he yeah. can so. Oh, you can like separate it. He and can stuff separate too. it, and then it becomes like two like hand like hand axes. Yeah, I, I'm not explaining this right. Yeah, like hand blades. Like it's the like. like well, you've seen like the the thing the pre- the discus that the predator throws. Yeah, it's, it's like, like one of those. But and then yeah, but so they have a handle, and, yeah. and then yeah, it's like a big like butcher blade that kind of like goes over, like around his knuckles. Yeah, and then he can attach it. And I'm not gonna lie, there is one scene where he like assembles it, and it is quite impressive. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, it's pretty cool. It feels again, not knowing this was a comic book movie, I like I, it felt very comic booky, and I'm just like oh. This is, like, kind of too much, unless it's a comic book movie, in which case, no, like, I want more. Yeah, yeah so they, find, they go flying through the walls and stuff, and down the hallway, carrying yeah. Adam. Um, but eventually, like, Adam, I guess, gets a hold of one of his hand things and stabs him in the side. And so now Gideon's dead and explodes in a... No, cup. so it was an accident. Oh, so well, Gideon then. pushes him out the, like, seventh-story window... Uh, so Adam and Gideon are falling through the air. Adam grabs a hold of one of the blades. As they're falling, they land on a car, and Gideon lands mm. on his own blade that's in Adam's hand. That's and right. like as okay. Ad- Gideon is like ascending, Adam's like, like basically just like, I'm sorry, but I told you not to mess with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, but you were trying to kill me, bro. And he's like, and he gets beamed up yeah. to heaven or yeah. whatever. It was it was an accident. Okay. I mean, it's not that Adam wouldn't have killed Gideon; it's that he didn't kill Gideon. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to the demon lab headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and Tara's basically like, "Look, you need me to make uh, make these th- make these things come alive, so you can't kill me." Blah blah blah. He's like, "Yeah, you might be right." Kills his friend Carl, kills her friend Carl, yeah. and just kind of like tosses him aside. Like, wait, I needed him too. He's my lab assistant. Well, then you better bring him back. Shit. <laughs> so then they uh, raw material. Yeah, right, raw material. <laughs> so she puts him in the little Tesla coil thing and starts trying to reanimate him, and you know, cranks it up to five thousand joules or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was. Um, and and basically, uh, Carl is saved, but now they know how to do it, and so yeah. basically they transfer the the settings or whatever down to molokai in the basement yeah he cranks it up and they start you know charging up the bodies so the yeah. demons can ascend Gotta from charge hell those and, human batteries yeah and then the journal ends up in the fire boom mm-hmm. we got it we don't need it anymore nobody yep. else should have it kind of a thing no one can ever have this technology again so adam is walking down yeah. the street he's going to the lab yeah and he notices he's being followed by a gargoyle 
And they're just kind of, like, keeping distance. They're like, well, shit, he just took out basically the head of the guard. But, so... Yeah, it doesn't, like, run to the church, though, to, like, piss him off or... No, like, he goes to the church originally, and then they, like, like, follow him. He definitely, like, is trying to get their attention. And then they're... And so, basically, the queen's like, well, he killed Gideon. He's a liability. Go get him. Go get him. And, basically, he can outrun them at this point now. He's realized. So, he leads them right to the lab. Yep. And, uh, and, oh, the queen's gonna even go and take care of him herself. Yep. And they all show up, and then they're like, oh, holy shit, they just led us to the demon's nest. Yeah, so then there's a big fight, and there's a lot, a lot more of that slow-mo CGI fighting with the explosions the and the light ascending. The thing just is, it's not a good look for <laughs> movies. Like, I know in comic books it looks cool when you've got, like, an army of people sit, and jumping the, and down. the moon backlit and everything. But in yeah. a movie it just does not translate well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the fight's going on outside. Uh, Adam slips in, goes down the lab where Niberius and the Lady Doctor and stuff are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, Niberius like just tosses the Lady Doctor towards the Tesla coil while it's going, and yep. Adam's like, "No!" and jumps in the way, and they both get shocked. And I'm yep. like, "All right, well, she's dead." This this yeah. is where we have to reanimate her mm-hmm. and exactly. the bride and yeah. blah blah this, blah. This goes is where from there. the office assistant gets to bring her back. Nope, she's fine. Well, I mean, yeah. she's not fine, but she's not dead. She's not even like her hair isn't even singed. I just put together the end of this movie with that that scene. I wonder if there's some parts that are cut out. Try and remind me remind me about the Tesla coil when we get to the very end. Okay, cool, cool. okay. Um, but yeah, the demons start ascending from hell and getting mm-hmm. into the corpses. But you know, some of the gargoyles get in there and they start they, like they, they, the out queen things. and like her now her two new right hand men. Yeah, yeah. They go down and they're like, "We must destroy it all." By the way, basically all these corpses are kind of like hanging from like <laughs> it's like, like like dry cleaning racks, basically. Exactly, <laughs> and like they're going through and just slicing them open one by one. They're, this whole this is a huge machine or whatever. It looks very precariously set up. Just go to the top and like start knocking it down. Yeah, gravity is doing can do so much more of this work for you. <laughs> it's not it's not working hard. It's working smart. <laughs> exactly. This is why the gargoyles are losing the war. By the way, it's also over a great hell pit. Yeah. This is our second hell pit now. Right? Yeah, a lot of hell pits in these Frankenstein yeah. movies. Yeah, and no Frankenstein's put into them. No Frankenstein's. Well, well, I guess these guys are. Anyway, yeah. No, no, no. They're not because they're not created by the monster. Adam yeah, is the true. only son of Dr. Frankenstein. So yeah. he is Adam Frankenstein because he is the child of of his creator. The other ones are are reanimated corpses. So they're like the children of whoever made them. Children of Molokai? Children of Molokai. Children of the corn. <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's the fight between Adam and Nibirius, and they wrestle around a bit, and, and then Nibirius basically is like, oh, that's right, you don't have a soul. Like, has him, like, floating in the air, yeah, and like a, a carves demon an comes down, up inside of him. And an upside down uh, pentagram. pentagram on his forehead, and is like, I'm just going to put one of my demons in you. You're the ultimate creature. You're exactly what I want. Now I've got you. So there's, like, a good minute or two where he's like... Uh, it, it, you've seen like when when it, when in like those extra movies, possessed. he's, he's being, being possessed, possessed, like just lying on his back and going yeah. ah, 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 like yeah. like Aaron Eckhart went balls out. On oh that. yeah, oh you know what? Aaron Eckhart does not mail this movie in even no. a little bit. He is in. No, he he is a real actor. It's amazing. But uh, but basically, like the demon doesn't take. Adam eventually falls oh, down and Nibir- no, they, we don't know that yet. He falls down and he collapses, and Nibirius leans down and is like, "All right, my child, like, who are you? Who's my new like right hand man?" Adam looks up at him and is like, "No room in here, bitch!" Wapow! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you have a soul. How is yeah. that possible? <laughs> and then Nibirius gets shanked and he's dead, and yeah. boom, game over, man. <laughs> game over, man. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, everything starts fucking exploding. Yes. Everything. The well, hell demon babies, the, uh, all the yeah, stuff in the because, lab. Because they're blowing up, they're, they're throwing things into the hell pit. So they're angering the hell pit. So the hell pit is getting hungry and eating the rest of the, uh, the whole place. There you go. And it looks like, uh, Adam and Tara, the, the lady doctor, are gonna mm-hmm. fall down this fire pit. But then they're saved by the queen of the Yay! gargoyle order! Who we sort of thought was getting sucked into the hell pit earlier. Yeah, it definitely looked that way, but yeah. That uh, was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of purpose, 
This is where they basically say Adam has found his special purpose in life. <laughs> oh, they, and I, I started laughing maniacally <laughs> because I love the jerk. It's true. <laughs> I find my special purpose. So that that was a throwback to we missed it. Uh, there, there's the scene earlier. The first time he gets put in front of the queen, she's like, "Oh, you don't have a soul because you don't have a purpose on this earth." Like, you were created by man, but, like, you're not a creature of God. So, like, you don't have a destiny. That's why you don't have a soul. So, apparently, he, he earned his soul. Yeah. An angel, a bell rang. An angel got its wings. Adam got a soul. Yep. And and this is all uh, basically replayed in his ending voiceover where he goes full yeah. fucking Batman. Oh, my God. He goes so Batman. He's Batman this whole movie, honey. Oh, no. But, 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 but yeah, this is where he, like, gets the whole voice and he's basically, like... We do not ask for the lives we are given. But each of us has the right to defend that life. I have fought to defend mine. And when the forces of darkness return, you shall know that I am out there, fighting to defend yours. I, descender of the demon horde. I, my father's son. I, Frankenstein. I am the hero that lurks in the night. <laughs> I am Frankenstein. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah, he's, he's got his special <laughs> purpose. Okay, so his special purpose is running off with Lady Doctor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I wonder. So they they mentioned that like part of the reason, like the theory the Doctor has about why he can live for two hundred years is because he got hit with these like five thousand volts, like a thousand, like yeah, a the bunch of times or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So she got hit with it when she got thrown into the Tesla coil. So is that why she's his special purpose? No. So, like, does she, is she now imbued with, like, forever lifetime happiness stuff? No, it's, it's because she can look past his, like... his minor facial scars that apparently he still has after a couple hundred years and go straight to those goddamn ass. Yeah. So, all right. So he's going he's gonna to get to bang her for mm, 35 years. Oh, that's a that's a long time. He can trade her in for a new one after about... That's what I'm saying. It's like, is it, for a creature who's, like, super lonely, like, this is not going to be that long a, like... True. Well, I, that, well, that's when the reboot comes around. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she can die. She can die uh, Die young and beautiful, and we can... And then, uh, and then the second one's all about him trying to reanimate her. Yeah. But without the book this time. Coming next week. No. So, yeah, that, ladies and gentlemen, is I, Frankenstein. I'm sorry. I, comma, Frankenstein. <laughs> That's Sweetie. a little lowercase I, Frankenstein. All one word. <laughs> Sweetie, would you recommend this movie? You know I would. Yeah, if, if, if you would. like Van Helsing and Underworld and all those kind of movies where it's like werewolves versus vampires versus aliens versus predators, check it out. It's it's 90 minutes. Like they And I gotta say, like, Aaron Eckhart? does a good job in this like his character is fucking ridiculous but he does great job with it like yeah. Yeah. everybody does a good job in this movie yeah i'd say so yeah no, no, nobody's really half-assing it that's no. for sure we're gonna take a quick commercial break and when we come back we have fun facts mm -hmm. more beer <gasps> and what we learn from i comma frankenstein Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. Ha, ha, ha. 
Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. Oh my god, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it! (laughs) Yes, they were. Oh, they get better every week. Oh, they're so amazing. And did you hear when John C. McGinley said he... Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't even handle this. He reminded everybody that they were listening to everything I learned from movies. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't (laughs) believe it. Oh my god, John C. McKinley. Man, all this thinking about Johnny C. gets me a little hot and bothered. What uh, what do you got to drink, babe? Oh, let's pause the podcast real quick. (laughs) Okay, and we're back. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, from Benoit Caspel, we have a Vienna Lager, 6.3%. Ooh. Yeah, this is a growler. We got this at the Homeland. So I'm going to, for realsies, pop my top. Oh, Ooh, shit. shit <laughs> she just beer cockied all over herself. Oh, shit. All over my laptop. Oh, oh, shit. I'm sorry, babe. This is full to the top. Like, this is, like, too much beer. I'm sorry. Is the laptop okay? Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Alrighty, yeah, so this is full to the top. Would you like my glass? Uh, oh. Here, hold a glass, or... Yeah, grab oh. a glass. Grab a glass, Steve. Okay. Alright. And the pour? Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice, uh, kind of a ruby gold color to it, I'm holding up to light here. Yeah. A little bit hazier than the Oktoberfest, but yeah, yeah. a nice oh, wow. malty aroma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, light-colored, off-white colored head. I'm going to close the growler. Thank you, babe. Can you smell? Or not. There we go. All right. Yeah, very malt forward, uh, again with the herbly notes. Um, I guess basically very similar to the Oktoberfest, however, uh, as far... It feel, it's almost a little fuller body. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's almost a little bit like chewier and yeah, a little bit more hot profile. It's like just like a little bit more Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's got a great clean finish, a little bit of mm-hmm. a, like fruity esters and stuff. Oh yeah, this is an easy drinking beer. I mean, it's a lager. It's not that far off from a Meritzen. Guys, go get into these German fest beers. Yeah. These are so great. Just drink them all day long. All day, every day, all every day, day, every day. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Well, as we mentioned, this is based on a graphic novel by actor and writer Kevin Grevois. Who's he, Steve? It's funny you ask. Remember the uh, right-hand guy who was the black guy who I said was in the Underworld movies? Yeah. That's him. What? That's oh, the, right. the huge guy? Yes, the huge, huge guy. guy. The freaking huge guy. Freaking huge guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he wrote the graphic novel and starred in this movie. Well, yeah, star, a, a secondary star, he, supporting villain guy. You know, 
Yeah. He's the, uh, he's the Jaws to the Bond villain in this movie. Mm. And in the original screenplay, I, Frankenstein, and its hypothetical sequels were to take place in the same universe as the Underworld series, which is from what? the same producers and shares actor Bill Nye and Kevin Grevois, which would yeah. probably have raised more questions if they had the little crossover thing. You but, know what I think what it would have been is if it wasn't that it would have just been that they instead of him being a demon lord it would have been he was like the va- like the vampires. Notice yeah. how vampire-y the demons were. Yeah. They just would have made them vampires. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, again, it was the exact same plot as Van Helsing. Right. And they had vampires trying to be reanimated by a Frankenstein monster and the technology from it whatever. Uh, but Kate Beckinsale was rumored to be making a cameo as Celine from the Underworld movies in this movie. Uh, but ultimately, none of these ideas were used, and since the movie was poorly received, it is unlikely that any sequels will be made, making the matter moot. Moot point. It's a moot point, like a cow slots. Indeed. Sweetie, what do you think the budget of this movie was? Mm, oh, it's going to be a sickening amount. Uh, 85 million? Oh, 65. Ooh. Yeah, 65 million dollar budget. Uh, US gross was 19 million. Ooh, that's rough. Worldwide, 75. So yeah, it had a pretty, pretty much a financial loss. But it may have been in part because it was originally set to be released on February 22nd, 2013. Mm. But then was pushed back to September of 2013. And then it was finally released on January 24th, 2014. Ooh. And that's always a good sign when you push it back another year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart stated in an interview that during filming of one of the Kali stick fight scenes, uh, he thought he had broken his neck when he was hit with a powerful blow on the back. Oh, shit. Um, quote, I went down to the ground like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I want to interview Aaron Eckhart. Me too. He seems like a cool dude. Mr. Eckhart, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We have so many core physics questions. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to get a scientific panel together of uh, him, from, him from the core yes. and Elizabeth Shue from The Saint. Yes. And like, okay, how do we, get, how do we make this happen? I need a, a laser train to hell with cold fusion. Right. <laughs> oh, it's quite simple. <laughs> uh, but beautiful. What did we learn from I, Frankenstein? I learned about the gargoyle order versus the demons. And, and they're trying to recruit the Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to me. It's Neither so do I. funny. I just so, it's so funny. There you go. This is oh, this is like a fan fiction I would have made up when I was twelve, right? <laughs> and and it, I know that because of Ratty Muffin Resurrection. Ratty Muffin Resurrection. It would have been an army of Ratty Muffins with demon souls. Right. <laughs> They're in the streets of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them scurry. <laughs> scurry my muffins into the night. <laughs> That's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. I learned you're only a monster if you act like one. <gasps> yeah. er, saying, er, I'm sorry, if you behave like one. Are you saying his scars might only be skin deep? Ooh. No, his scars are emotional his, too. His, his scars go all the way to the bone. He's he's got some trust issues. <laughs> I learned that the gargoyle order has a very shitty hierarchy when it comes really to management. Do. Oh, they have the worst management. Like, what happens if she has to call in sick? <laughs> right? What if, what if she needs a me day? Do they just kind of, like, sit around and it's like, well, they're attacking the castle, but what, uh... You guys want to play some video games or something? <laughs> I also learned there's no sex in the gargoyle order. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww. Uh, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you all, especially our Patreons. Yeah, patrons! Uh, including our new Patreon member, Brent from the Home Video Whoa. Hustle. Hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling. I hope y'all are enjoying that merch I made you in September. And uh, if you want to become a Patreon and you want to suggest movies like make izzy watch a rom-com or you know if you want to get some merch perhaps we'll have another month coming up where all our patreons get a merch any level but uh depends on how many patreons we get because true that that stuff ain't free it really ain't <laughs> <laughs> but the more the merrier and you can find that out at patreon.com slash eilf movies 
And of course, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. Uh, run all the podcatchers. So many podcatchers! Um, and our home base is eilfm.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies.podbean.com. Also, if you uh, need some holiday stuff, because fun fact, the holidays are coming, guys. In my Etsy shop, I've got movie monsters who love kittens. I drew every single dog breed and made it into a poster. Uh, I drew every single cat breed and made it into a poster, and it sure as heck better be up by the time this episode comes out, or future Izzy, we got some talking to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all that kind of stuff is available in my Etsy shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I also still have Mooncat and Gary the Unicorn enamel pins. Also, we'll have a new enamel pin coming out shortly. It's true. Are we, are we talking like that now? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, and check out our past episodes where we have interviews with John C. McGinley, what? Thomas Jane, what? Dana Gould, Swiddle Thorson, Bruce Spence from this movie, what? and many more. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from from Movies. movies. Tell your friends, everybody. Good night, everybody. (laughs) We're talking like this now. Are we? Yes, we are. Happy Oktoberfest. Getting drunk on Oktoberfest. Gonna kill a cat on Oktoberfest. Cat murder. Hashtag cat murder.